This is Case Closed, crime stories from the golden age of radio. This week on Case Closed, our hour of old-time radio crime begins with The Crime Club. We'll hear the Grey Mist murders from April 10, 1947. After that, it's Nick Carter, Master Detective, and the Slingshot Murders. That episode aired October 15, 1944. Hello, I hope I haven't kept you waiting. Yes, this is the crime club. I'm the librarian. The Grey Mist Murders. Yes, we have that crime club story for you. Come right over. chair by the window. Comfortable? The book is on this shelf. Here it is, The Gray Mist Murders, by Constance and Gwynt Little. The very intriguing story of a pleasure cruise that became a floating horror. Let's look at it under the reading lamp. It was late afternoon, and Robert Arnold's ocean-going yacht the Gray Mist, was already eight hours out of San Francisco and traveling under full steam toward Honolulu. Two of his friends, Peter Condit and Phyllis Marsh, stood by the rail in the bow of the ship, absorbed as they watched the water go by. Then, a few moments later... Nothing to say, Peter? Huh? Oh, I'm sorry, Phyllis. I was just thinking. <laughs> what about... We ought to get married. What? All of us. A triple wedding. Carla Bray and Bob Arnold, you and Chet Gordon, and... And you and Kay Bailey. Uh-huh. Today, Bob could get the skipper to do the honors. You're slightly off the beam, Peter. I know it sounds crazy, but why not be crazy for a change? Not with my life. I believe in waiting and watching. What for? You're going to marry Chet anyway, aren't you? Maybe. Oh, aren't you Sure. I don't know. But you're engaged. So? Peter? Huh? It's Kay. Now you can ask her how she feels about a, a double wedding. All right. Stand by and watch the reaction. Okay, darling. Come over here. I've got something to ask you. After me, sweetheart. Oh, Kay! Well, Peter, wouldn't you like to know what that was for? What's the idea, Kay? Don't you ever try to make a fool of me again. What are you talking about? Your ex-heartthrob, Peter, Sally Grable. Huh? She's on this boat. And wherever what? she is, she's doing a good job of hiding. No, now, listen. We've been sailing for eight hours, and I haven't seen her. Now, where would she be, Peter? No, she isn't. You must have had a bad dream. She is, and I didn't. But, Kate, you didn't see her. How do you know? This handkerchief was where it shouldn't be. Oh? Recognize it, darling? Let me see it. Be gentle, or you'll rub off the monogram. Where'd you get it, Kay? I found it on the other side of the deck. It was hugging the rail for dear life. Well, I'll be... Of course, dear. The sooner the better. Wait a minute. Yes? Where's the rest of the crowd? Your laugh, May. Cut it out, Kay. Where's Bob and Chet and Carla? In the lounge, I suppose, giggling over their brandy. Then you showed them this handkerchief, huh? Oh, yes, and they were so surprised. Thanks. I'll see you later. 
We'll soon find out who's kidding whom. <laughs> oh, it's not really so funny, did it? <laughs> you didn't mind laughing, Carla, did you? Oh, just that he's such a little bob. Well, I've got things to do. <laughs> Down to my cabin. Got a notion I'd like to bathe. <laughs> she really means it, Jeff. Oh, no, Bob, that's not what I'm laughing about. Every time I think of that look on Kay's face when she held up that handkerchief. <laughs> oh, like murder. Yeah. Oh, poor Pete, what a beating you must be taking now. <laughs> Sorry for it. Did <laughs> you plant that handkerchief? Well, no, but I... I was. Well, I, I thought it was you. Oh, it wasn't. Carla? No, she doesn't go in for practical jokes. And neither does Phyllis. Hey. I don't believe it, Chet. She can't be on board the Gray Mist. Yeah, but if she is. If she is. Skipper, this is Mr. Arnold. Uh, did the young lady come on board this morning before I arrived at my party? What? Well, why didn't you tell me? Oh, very well. She's here, huh? He thought she was a guest and told the steward about her. All right, you lugs. Where is she? The voice of doom. Now, now, listen, Pete. You and Chet have got Sally stored away on this boat someplace. Now, bring her on. All right, but we'll have to find her first. Oh, why did you do it? Oh, now, look, Pete. Shut up, Chet. I'm talking to the master now, the boy who handed out the invitation. Sally wasn't invited, Pete. I don't know how she found out about this trip. She's here, and we'll have to do something about it. Sure. Well, just do me one favor. Keep her out of sight. You hot-headed fool. Why don't you listen? Keep her in her cabin locked up until we get to Honolulu. Will you do that one little thing for me? Okay. Thanks. And after that, you can laugh yourself sick. Because Kay and I are checking out as soon as we dock. Well, how about a song, Bob? Fool. Something like Old Lang Syne. Should old acquaintance be forgotten? Shut up, Chet. Let's look for Sally. Bob! I could do that with another song. Bob! Carla! What's the matter? Carla! She's in my cabin. In my cabin. Sally? Yes, in the closet on the floor. And there's a cord around her neck. What? I, I opened the closet to get a dress for tonight. And I... Chet, no, Chet, stay here with Carla. I'm going downstairs. <laughs> yes, yes, Dr. Lang. Come down here right away. Carla Bray's cabin. Bob, Chet, what are you doing here? Well, I thought I might be able to help. How's Carla? Oh, she's all right. Uh, Phyllis came into the lounge and I... Well... There's no doubt of that, is there? No. Poor kid. To wind up like that. Who could have done it, Bob? You're asking me. Yeah, but why here? In Carla's room. Sally wasn't killed in here, Chet. What? She'd been dead for hours when she was planted in that closet. Hours? What are you talking about? Take a look at the body. Okay. Yeah. That could be rigor mortis. It is, Chet. I sent for Dr. Lang. He'll know more about the exact time she was killed. Yeah, sure. But I got a few ideas of my own. Sally was dead before we before we pulled her out of the harbor. Say, wait a minute. You're going too fast for me. No, that's right, Chet. Somebody, one of our little crowds, saw Sally first, and uh, that was the end of our Sally. Yeah, but why? And why park the body here after keeping it hidden for a whole day? Say, Bob. Is somebody trying to frame Carla? Doesn't make sense. No, it's cockeyed. Why, everybody knows it. Carla and Sally were the best of friends. 
It, it was Carlo who tried to keep the big romance going between Pete and Sally. That's why it doesn't make sense. What? Hey. Huh? It, it, just an idea, so don't breathe fire. You didn't ask Sally to join the party. I said I didn't. All right, all right. But how do you know Carla did? Ah, see. Here, yeah, Chad. All right, just, just to get her friend and Pete together again. Some people call it loyalty, you know. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Chad. All right. Now, suppose Kay found out what Carla had done. And she had visions of losing Pete to Sally. You know how she worked to take him away from her. So she tied a cord around her neck, huh? Well, I don't like to be the one to say so, Bob. And then dragged the body from somewhere to this room? But there's nothing a woman likes less than being outsmarted by another woman. Okay, Chet. Will you ask Carla to meet me in the library in 20 minutes? All right, I'm sure. I'm going to wait here for Dr. Lang. Then I'm going to find out who started this thing and why. Carla, Carla, baby, what's the matter? On the library floor, Chet. Bob, he's been killed. Holy. Uh, Somebody run for a doctor, quick. Who did it, Carla? I don't know, Kay. I was going to meet him. Did you, sweetheart? Kay. It just occurred to me that Carla's quite a finder, Philip. Cut it out, Kay. This is no time for comedy. No, Peter, just for murder. You're a fool, Kay. What reason would Carla have for killing Bob? One never knows, dear. There are so many reasons why a woman should kill a man. And one of them can be another woman. Oh, why don't you shut up and dry up? I'm only thinking about Sally. I wonder who took her along for the ride. Was it Bob? Let's get out of here, Kay. The boyfriend of the best friend. The oldest story in the world, you know. Pay no attention to her, Carla. Ever since she found Sally's handkerchief. Carla. I haven't heard a word she said, Phyllis. Mm -hmm. She only knew how little she means to me. Yeah. To pick on me at a time like this. Carla. It's all right. What's all right? Bob. Come here, honey. Bob. Oh, darling, you are all right. Well, quite. I I still have a headache. Oh, my darling. We've been so busy arguing about who killed you. I, I didn't think to look. That takes quite a lot to crack solid ivory, but somebody tried awful hard. Come on in, gang. You look pretty well, considering. Yeah, we might as well all be together, even though it's not going to be a week. What happened, Bob? Well, I'm glad to see you're interested, Pete. Now, look. I should have done that when I opened the door. Well, the scene who was waiting behind it with the Empire State Building in one hand. Kay seems to think it was Carla, Bob. Oh, so I heard and I was coming under the fog. The reasons were very interesting. Bob. Ah, relax, Carla. They were just interesting, not true. Well, shall we play 20 questions now? We shall. Chet, when you told Carla to meet me here in 20 minutes, who was present? Everybody? Yes. And then everybody disappeared. Yeah, I, I went to the billiard room. Alone, Bob? I went to my state room to rest. How about you, Pete? I, uh, I went for a walk on deck with Kay. Is that right, Kay? You don't think he's lying, do you? Well, it's possible that he isn't, but somebody is. How about you, Carla? You had 20 minutes to kill. I went to the game room, Kay. Why, of course. And the game room is right next to the lounge. Carla, were you able to see the stairway? I didn't see anyone go down, Bob. But then... Yeah? I wasn't watching it. I was walking around. 
But the game room, dear, is where you play games. I've had enough of you, Kate. And everything that goes with you. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's going to be no hair pulling while I'm around. She's got no right to keep throwing mud at me, Chet. Yeah, I know. She I killed know. Sally and tried to kill Bob. And the more she tries to put the blame on me, the more I'm convinced all of it. All right. It's not Sally. all right at all. She's not going to call me a murderer. Stop it, Kate. Please get her out of here. Nobody has to get me out. I'll see you all later. That means around dinner time, if I know Kay. I'm sorry about the rumpus, Bob. Okay, please. I think I'll go up to the bar and start drowning myself in the best liquor you've got. Neither I'm crazy or this boat is jinxed. We start out on a cruise, the best of friends, and before the end of the day, we find that we're the worst enemies. Come on, Phyllis. Let's go up on deck and go haywire. I'm going to my cabin, sir. What? I'm very tired. Oh, okay. I'll go down to the boiler room and cool off. That's Kay. Ah, forget it, please. Carla, did you invite Sally on this trip? Did I what? <laughs> when you look surprised, honey, you're really beautiful. I'm not surprised, Bob. I'm angry. I had a lot of respect for Sally. You don't have to say another word. I'm convinced. But you thought of it. Oh, darling, I apologize. Now let's go and search all the cabins, including the empty ones. We might trip over something like a clue to the murderer. Then we'll know who's who and who paid her off. <laughs> Where have you been for the last hour, Kay? Around. Pull up a deck chair, Peter, and make believe we know each other. I've been looking for you. How nice. I hope you weren't too disappointed when you peeped in my cabin. What was the idea, Kay? Oh, did I have an idea? That lousy scene you made outside the library. Why did you accuse Carla? I don't like her. It was the dirtiest thing I ever listened to. But I'm very fond of you, Peter. And I wouldn't like to lose you to the hangman. What's that? Oh, you're wonderful. Why don't we get married and end this beautiful romance? What did you mean, Kay, about the hangman? You killed Sally. Oh. Now listen. That's all right. I don't mind. I'm only sorry you didn't kill Bob Arnold, too. I don't know what you're talking about. But I do. After Chet told Carla to meet Bob in the library, we um, didn't go for a walk on the deck. You keep your mouth shut about that, Kay. But you said we did. And that wasn't the truth, was it, darling? If you say one word to Bob or anybody else... Well, you do. Kill me, too. Good grief! There, there. I'll keep your secret. But I tell you, Kay, I had nothing to do with this business today. I didn't know Sally was on board until you showed me that handkerchief. Your piccolo's out of tune. What are you trying to do? That's what I want to know. What are you trying to do? Sit down, sit down, and keep your temper. Because if I start screaming... <sighs> there, that's a good boy. I didn't kill Sally. No one will ever know from me. Would you like me to prove it? How? Well, a wife can't give evidence against her husband. You haven't got anything on me. Don't be silly. All I have to do is talk, and the only alibi you've got becomes a witness for the prosecution. Yes? Yes. Because whoever tried to kill Bob killed Sally. And for the sake of the record, the marriage record, I was with you on both occasions, protecting my future. Bob, we've been trotting around from cabin to cabin and I'm tired. Only three more empties to go, Carla. Sally must have been in one of them. This is like hunting for a ghost. And when it happens to be the ghost of your best friend... This is it. 
luggage. Sally's luggage. It must be. No one was checked into this room by me. Bob. What is it, Carla? I don't think I can go through with it. Will you excuse me, please? Oh, sure, honey. I should have thought of it myself. You go up on deck and get some air. I'll look around here, and if I find anything interesting... What's the matter? A handbag on the dresser. It's a funny position to leave a handbag in. Standing on end. That's a tip-off, Carla. There's something in it that Sally wanted us to find. What do you mean? She's a very smart girl, and she might have left her handbag this way so it would be noticed. Bob, just before she was killed? Maybe she didn't know she was going to be killed. If she was frightened, she did some quick thinking. What's that you're reading? Good Lord, there's one thing I didn't expect to find. Well, what is it? Let it to Sally. Read it. I've made up my mind, so let's not mess things up. Stay off the gray mist. Chet. Chet? Yeah, of all people. Chet and Sally? Not a word to anybody. There's no doubt about it, Carla. That's his handwriting, top to bottom. Ah. Now, there's only one thing to do. But we won't do it now. What? Philip. Not now, will we? Please give me that letter. I'll do nothing of the kind. Carla, don't be foolish. You're an old friend. And I'm very fond of you. You wouldn't dare use that gun. I would. I'm engaged to marry Chet. And if I have to shoot you to get that letter... I'll shoot you. There's no use arguing, Carla. Give it to her. But she'll destroy it. There's nothing we can do about it now. Give it to her. Well, all right. Thanks. I'll explain some other time. Bob, has she gone out of her mind? I don't know. If sticking by your man means that you're out of your mind, then she is. Why, you sound as if you admire her. (laughs) I don't even admire myself. Let's go upstairs. I'd like to have a chat with Chet. <laughs> you know, Bob, this is the nicest bar I've ever been in. It's the cleanest, too. You ought to get a medal for it. Snap out of it, Chet. You're playing drunk. Sure, I'm playing. You and Carla say I'm murdered. That, that makes me want to play some more. <laughs> Where's the letter I'm supposed to have written? Phyllis took it away from us. Phyllis? Huh? <laughs> ah, she's some girl. She's one in a billion. <laughs> and you know, the days of the little millions are gone forever. <laughs> Goodbye forever. Goodbye forever. Bob, we'll never get anything. Goodbye. Won't we? Goodbye. Give me that pitcher of ice water. Goodbye. 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 Hey. That's cold. Not as cold as you're going to be if you don't start making sense. So what's, what's the big idea? We want to know about you and Sally. Me? Uh, what are you talking about? Don't you remember a thing we said to you? Well, you said it. To... Oh, yeah. Yeah, a, a letter that Phyllis took. That you wrote to Sally, telling her to stay off this boat. Oh, no, Carla. I never wrote one word to Sally. Oh, you got to believe me. We found it in her handbag, Chet. And the handwriting was yours. Uh, you know what, Kiddies? I think there's a lunatic on board. How about it, Chet? No, no, I mean it, Bob. Look, what happened? First, Sally's found in the closet of Carla's room. And then you're conked for no reason at all. And now then this letter of mine. Tell us about that, Tom. But I didn't write it. I haven't seen it. But, but I can tell you it's a forgery. That's always convenient. No, Carla, I'm not lying, honest. Look, Bob, you you know me for a long time. You know my handwriting. Could you imitate it? That's not the point, Chet. Well, could you or couldn't you? Yes, if I wanted to. Well, so could Carla and so could anybody. 
It's the easiest handwriting in the world to imitate. It, it's like a schoolboy's. Well, will you get that letter from Phyllis? I'll try. If she's still got it. And I certainly hope she has. Bob, did he put one over on us? I don't know, Carla. I wonder. Hmm. Well, you want to be a detective. And you know, a good detective has to take lessons. Good lessons. Huh? Would you like to have a lemon fizz, darling? Or just a fizzle? Peter. Huh? Oh, Phyllis. Can you play billiards? I want to talk to you. All right. What about? I overheard what Kay said to you a little while ago. Snooping, huh? I didn't mean to, Peter. Let's go out on deck. I want you to understand one thing. When we get outside, Phyllis. Very well. Now, what do you want? The truth. You too? Bob and Carla found that letter in Sally's handbag. What letter? The one you wrote in Chet's handwriting. After you killed Sally. Is this something new? There's no use denying it, Peter. You didn't want Sally to come on this boat. And when you found she was here, you killed her. And tried to make it look as though Chet had done it. Who's got that letter now, Phyllis? I took it from Carla. I had to use force, but I took it. I'd like to see it. You can't. Why not? I destroyed it. Why, you dumb cook. What did you do a thing like that for? There was going to be no evidence against Chet. No evidence against Chet. Or against you. Have you got any idea what you've done? Only one person had a reason for killing Sally and wanting to kill Bob. It wasn't Chet. No, no. Who's talking about him? It was Kay. Kay? She thought Bob had invited Sally to make this trip. You saw what she did when she found that handkerchief. But she's not as smart as she thinks. She put on the mad act, but, but Sally was already dead and she killed her. But tonight, when she tried to put the blame on me... Peter, do you know what you're saying? What she said about me. Only this is the truth. I know it. All Kay wants is money, and I have it. She charmed me away from Sally, made me think she loved me. I fell for her like a ton of saplings. But all she was angling for was money. But I always thought that Kay was well off. She hasn't got a dime. For the last two months, she's been gambling with my money. And I was going to ask her to marry me. <laughs> Today. <laughs> a triple wedding. Oh, oh, stop it. Stop it. What's the matter with you? Don't you believe me? No. All right. Let's form a posse. We'll beat through this boat till we find Kay. And then I'll make her tell the truth about everything, including murder. She's got to be in her cabin, Phyllis. She's nowhere else on this boat. But she doesn't answer, Peter. Uh, that's just her way of being cute. Well, I'm not waiting. See here, Kay. Oh, oh no. No! Just like Sally. We better get Bob. Remember, Phyllis, you were with me. Is she dead? Nobody ever looked like that and wasn't. Come on, let's get Bob. I think that's all, Mr. Arnold. Thank you, Dr. Lang. Will you take care of the details? I'm going into the library to join my, uh... Friends. If you want me to make any chemical tests... I'll call you, or I'll bring the murderer to you. I think we got all the evidence we need. I hope so, Mr. Arnold. Yeah. Bob. Sit down, Carla. 
Everybody sit down. Al Kay's been dead about an hour. Anybody have an alibi? No? Well, that's good, because I don't care about alibis this time. All I want is a show of hands. What do you mean, you mean Bob? Bob? I want to see everybody's hands, Chip. What for? Have you got any reason not to show me yours? Well, no. Here, look at them. I just watched them 15 minutes ago. Both sides, Chet. Okay. Up. Down. Do I pass? How about you, Pete? Well, I don't mind if this is a new way to tell fortunes. It is. The kind of fortune that ends with, I now pronounce sentence of death. You're next, Phyllis. May I see your hand, please? All right. I wish I knew why. Carla? Yes, Bob? Your hands. Here. Don't worry. You won't find any blood on mine. I wasn't looking for blood, exactly. What were you looking for? I don't understand. Someone in this room is a murderer, a strangler. And Dr. Lang found the evidence that should convict. What evidence, Bob? Pieces of skin, Pete, under two of Kay's fingernails. She scratched her killer and she... I reach for your neck, Phyllis. Well, no reason. I was just going to loosen my scarf. Why don't you take it off? Isn't it sort of warm in here? I'll just loosen it. What are you hiding? Dog! Hey, you got one heck of an herb. Give her back that scarf. Okay, Chad, after she explains those two scratches on she the side of her neck... She doesn't have to explain anything to I'm you. I'm afraid she does to all of us. How did you get those scratches on your neck, Phyllis? Bob, leave her alone. You got them while you were twisting the cord around Kay's neck, didn't you? She reached up while you were standing behind her and clawed at you, trying to get hold of your hair so she could pull your head down. Isn't that right, Phyllis? You've got no proof. So that's what you want. All right. Dr. Lang has the skin that came off that neck. He's ready to make any test he has to. He's not going to make any test, Bob. You're licked, Phyllis. That gun can't help you now. <laughs> Why doesn't somebody try to take it away from me? <laughs> Phyllis. Oh, no. Yes. Why doesn't somebody try? Because you all want to live. You too, Chet. <laughs> Even now. <laughs> oh, Phyllis, why did you do it? I hated them both. But Kay more than Sally, because she was going to marry Peter. What? Are you kidding? No, Chet. I never love you. You just pestered me. And I... Did you know I tried to get rid of you too? I wrote that letter to Sally. Right after I killed her. And then I fixed everything so that it would be found. That was smart of me, wasn't it? Phyllis. <laughs> Don't be foolish, Bob. Don't come too close. I had everything planned. Kay was going to disappear tonight. And after a while, Peter, you wouldn't have cared. I was going to show you how much I loved you. <laughs> oh, we've got to do something. She'll kill us all. Sit tight, Peter. But I, I made a mistake. And it was just as well. Bob told me to take cabin G. I thought he said B. And there was Sally. Would you like to know what she told me? Of course, Phyllis. She said she came on board to take Peter away from Kay. Nobody knew she was there. I promised to keep her confidence. And when she turned round to unpack... Why did you put her body in my room? Sally couldn't be dead without being seen, Carla. And your room was so close. Just across the hall. But why did you try to frame me, Phyllis? I never did anything to you. Didn't you? You kissed me and I hated you. That was a mistake, too. I didn't realize it until I heard Kay talking to Peter, accusing him of the murder. Then I knew that you had no reason to kill Sally. But Peter did. And if I could convince him the way that Kay was trying to convince him, 
that he couldn't live without marrying me. I can't. All right, Pete. The lights! <laughs> get the lights on! Somebody lights. get those lights on! What? Phyllis. She's killed herself. No, Carla. It's just a flesh wound. But she'll never have another chance to kill anybody, including herself. And so closes tonight's crime club book, The Grey Mist Murders, based on a story by Constance and Gwynth Little. Stedman Coles did the radio adaptation, Roger Bauer produced and directed. Sidney Smith played Robert Arnold, Helen Shields was Phyllis Marsh, Sherling Oliver was Peter Condit, Joan Alexander was Kay Bayliss, Elaine Kent played Carla Bray, and Chet Stratton was Chester Gordon. Oh, I beg your pardon. Hello, I hope I haven't kept you waiting. Yes, this is the crime club. I'm the librarian. Yes, come over a week from tonight. Good. We have the very exciting story of a portrait in black that became a study in murder. It's called Death Cuts a Silhouette by D.B. Olson. In the meantime... Well, in the meantime, there is a new Crime Club book available this week and every week at bookstores everywhere. Yes, it's available now. Fine. And we look for you next week. One more thing. Cancer strikes on the average one of every two families. Help strike back. Support the American Cancer Society's programs of research, education, and service. Give generously today. This program came from New York. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. another case for that most famous of all manhunters, the detective whose ability at solving crime is unequaled in the history of detective fiction, Nick Carter, Master Detective, presented by the three great Linux home brighteners, Linux clear gloss, Linux cream polish, and Linux self-polishing wax, created by Acme, America's great producer of Acme quality paints. Today's curious adventure... The Slingshot Murders, or Nick Carter and the Mystery of the Broken Window. In just a moment, we'll find out how Nick Carter solved the mystery of the Slingshot Murders. But first, here's something worth thinking about. A lovely home adds to the joy of living. And just as thousands of American homemakers have brought new beauty to their walls with Chemtone, the miracle wall finish... So are they learning that Linex self-polishing wax gives their floors a satiny new luster without tiresome rubbing. Easily wiped on, 
Linux self-polishing wax dries to a tough, elastic finish that resists wear amazingly because it contains so much genuine Carnauba wax with no gum, shellac, or resin in it to chip or crumble. It resists water and dirt, too, so that soil is safely removed from the surface with a damp cloth or mild suds. And Linex self-polishing wax is the non-skid floor finish, resisting slip even when water is spilled on it. The underwriter's laboratories, whose seal is on each bottle, have proved this. Ask for Linex self-polishing wax at your paint, hardware, or department store. Headquarters for all three great Linex home brighteners and Chemtone, the miracle wall finish that dries in one hour. And now for today's mysterious adventure with Nick Carter. Our story opens in Nick's office, where he and Patsy are having a good-natured argument. Good-natured, that is, until about now. But, Nick, I don't think that's true. Take me, for example. Since I've been working with you, I've learned to observe things I never saw before. Perhaps, Patsy. You've undoubtedly improved while you've been my assistant, but I still say that you really see very little that goes on around you, in spite of all my training. Oh, Nick, anybody would think that I... All right, Patsy, let's see. How many steps are there from the sidewalk up to the front door of your house? Why, there are... Let me see, there are... How high up the floor are the windows in your bedroom? Well, there are about two. No, no, one and a half. What color is a two-cent stamp? Red. Good for you. Thought you were going to say chartreuse. Nicholas Carter's office. Is Mr. Carter there? Oh, is that you, Penny? Sure. How are you, Miss Bowen? I'm fine, thanks. How are things with you? Pretty good. Can I talk to Nick? Of course, Penny. Here he is. Hello, Penny. How's my special assistant this afternoon? That's what I called you up about, Nick. I think there's going on down here. Could you come over? Well, what is it, Penny? Trouble? Gee, Nick, I don't know, but it looks bad to me. Well, can't you tell me what it is? Not on the phone, Nick. You know you always told me to be careful what I said on the phone. Some of the gang might be listening in. And quite right, Penny. All right, I'll take a run over there. You at your newsstand? Yeah. Park your car down the block away so they can't see you. I'll be waiting. Okay, Penny. Be down right away. So long. What was that all about, Nick? Sounded very important. Penny thought it was important, too. But he wouldn't say what it was. He's seen something and thinks I ought to know about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's what you get for being his hero, Nick. He thinks you're just about the greatest guy in the world. His ambition in life is to be a great detective like you. Yes, I know it. And ever since his old man died in my arms, I've felt I ought to sort of keep an eye on him. And he's smart, too. Never forgets things I've told him about how to see what goes on around him. Some people I know, not so very far from here, could profit by his example. Okay, Mr. Carter, okay. Get in your car and be on your way. Lead me to a little peace and quiet here. You and your wisecrack. Very well, Patsy. Since I'm not wanted here, I'll go call on Penny. I hope he's got something more exciting up his sleeve than I think he has. Nick, I thought you were never coming. Sorry, Penny, but you know how traffic is. Sure, I know. Come around the back of the stand, Nick, so nobody will see us talking together. Okay, Penny. Now, what's up? You see across the street there? You see the bank? Yes. And you see the empty stores on each side of the bank? Yes. Well, a little while ago, a big black sedan pulled up and two guys got out and went into the vacant store on this side of the bank. Then two more guys got out and went into the empty store on the other side. Then the sedan drove away and left the four guys there. That's odd. Any idea what might be going on? Well, Nick, there's several factories around here, and today's the day the bank downtown sends the money to this bank for the payrolls. 
Tomorrow's Saturday, you know. I see what you mean, Penny. You think those men may be planning to hold up the bank when the money gets here, huh? Well, gosh, Nick, don't it look like that to you? Could be, Penny. Yes, does look suspicious. But, Penny, robbery's not in my line. This is a job for Lieutenant Riley and the city police. I'll give them a ring and tell them what you saw. You'll have to hurry, Nick. It's almost four o'clock, and that's when the car comes with the money. Well, I'll phone Riley now. Maybe he can get one of the squad cars Nick, to get... here it comes. Look! Yes. It's an armored car, all right. And it's stopping in front of the bank. They're starting to unload the money, and they don't know they're making Wait here. trouble. I'll warn them they're in danger. I'll hold up the truck, Nick! Get back, Penny. Keep out of the way. I'll see if I can help the guards by picking off some of the thugs with my gun. Look out, Nick! Don't get yourself killed! I won't. I'll stay behind this pole. You got one, Nick! I think so, but there are more. Nick, are you there? Are you, Nick? You're bleeding. Oh, Nick, something on my leg, Nick. Nick, they're getting away. Nick, we didn't stop them. But, Doc, I tell you, there's nothing wrong with me. Eh? Nothing, except that you've lost about a quart of blood. There's a nasty hole in the side of your neck. But I can't stay here doing nothing. I've got to get after those thugs. I've got to get oh, out of here. They just told me you were here. Are you hurt bad? Oh, it's only a scratch, Patsy. But this sawbones wants to keep me here cooped up like a pet rabbit. How is he, Doctor? Really? He, he's got a bad hole in the side of his neck. And oh. Nothing fatal. He'll get over it. But he's lost a lot of blood, too. He's got to be quiet and give nature a chance. Now, look, Doc, look. Nature's going to have a tough time doing anything for me if you keep me here worrying because I can't get out. Nick, you're going to stay here and like it. Good girl. If you don't behave, I'll call some attendants and have them undress you. Then you'll have to stay here whether you like it or not. But, Patsy, I tell you, there's nothing... Where's Nick? I want Nick! Nick! Well, there's Penny. Nick! What's he doing here? I want to see Nick! Here I am, Penny. I'm coming, son. You get right back in that bed, Nick Carter, if you don't... Sorry, Patsy, but Penny wants me. Why, Penny... What happened to you? Oh, nothing much, Nick. A bullet got me in the leg, that's all. That's all? Well, that's enough. Are you hurt bad, son? Nah, Doc says I'll be all right in a few days. But I got something to tell you, Nick. What is it, son? You know when I yelled at you just before you got shot? Yes, I remember. Well, I saw a guy standing in the window of the house across the street from the bank. Must have been a lookout or something. And just as I looked up, I saw a name at you. So I yelled, then he fired. Did you get a good look at him, Penny? No, but I know which window it was. Good boy. Which one was it? You'll see. I busted it with my slingshot so you'd know it. I put a mob right through it. And on the first shot, too. I thought maybe you'd find a clue there, if you looked. Penny, you're a wonder. I'm proud to have you for an assistant. It was a window on the fourth floor of a brown house. You can't miss it. Yes, sir, Penny. I'm proud to have you for an assistant. Nick, are you going to get back to bed, or do I I have... can't go back to bed, Patsy. I've got to go places. Things to do. Can't let Penny down, not after the way he fixed things up for me. Nick. Yes, Penny? Take this with you, Nick. It's as good as a gun sometimes. I use it a lot. Why, well, thanks, Penny. That slingshot of yours may come in handy. I'll keep it right where I can get at it fast if I need it. Oh, there you are, Nick. Oh, you're all right, I... Why, certainly I'm all right. You got any other gang? Oh, no, Nick, we didn't. We found the car they were in, wrecked, six blocks away, but there was nobody in it. The car was stolen, too, so that's no help. Did they get much? Well, three guys are killed, one in the hospital, and a hundred thousand dollars in small bills is missing. That's all I know. I ain't got a lead in the world right now. Well, I have, thanks to Penny here. Penny? Who's Penny? My assistant. And one of the best assistants a man could ever have. He just gave me some dope that may crack the whole case wide open. Well, what is it, man? Tell me quick. Not yet, Riley. This is confidential between Penny and me. Huh? If it works out, I'll let you know. 
Well, Penny, so long. I'll be seeing you. So long, Nick. Good luck. Nick Carter, where are you going now? I'm hot on the trail, Patsy, and nothing can stop me. Well, if I can't stop you, at least I'm going with you. You certainly can't drive a car in your condition. Okay, then. Come on. Time's a-wasting. Look, don't you need some help, Nick? I'll send some of the boys with you. No, Riley. This is a one-man job, and I'm the man who's going to try to do it. Patsy, I wish you hadn't come. There may be trouble. You may just as well save your breath, Mr. Carter, because I'm going wherever you're going, and that's that. You can't drive in your condition. I could if you'd let me. Well, I'm not going to let you, so that's that. I don't know what gets into you women. When you make up your minds, a team of horses couldn't change it. You ready to tell me where you're going? I can't keep on driving blindly all around the city, Nick. All right, all right. I give up. I'm going back to the scene of the robbery. What are you going to do there? That, my nosy young friend, is strictly my business. Okay, okay. But I'd feel a lot safer if I knew what you were planning to do. Ah, uh, it's dark now. You can pull up just around the corner from the bank. I'll get out there. Then you go back to the office. How will you get back? Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. I hope so. Is this where you want to go? Yes, drop me here. Now remember, you... Back to the office. Okay, bully. But I don't like you going anywhere alone as weak as you are. It's skill that counts in this business, Patsy, not muscle. I'll get going. I've got work to do. So Nick is going alone to investigate the house where the killers were who shot him. Does he have any idea what dangers lie ahead of him? And will he find any clues to the killers? We'll see in just a moment. Have you been wishing for a furniture polish that will clean your furniture too? Linex Cream Polish, the modern protection for your furniture's beauty, saves one complete step by cleaning as it polishes, without tiresome rubbing. Learn firsthand how much time and effort Linex Cream Polish saves. Linex Cream Polish removes that cloudy dust and polish accumulation in one quick, easy application that also does away with fingerprints and helps conceal ugly scratches. And Linex Cream Polish dries hard, leaving no oily film to attract additional dust to make additional work. So try it and see how simple it can be to clean and polish your furniture at the same time. Ask your dealer for Linex, L-I-N-X, Linex Cream Polish. You'll find it at your paint, hardware, or department store where all three great home brighteners and Chemtone, the miracle wall finish, are featured. And now, back to our story. We left Nick, weak from loss of blood, climbing the stairs to the fourth floor of the old tenement house, trying to find some clue to the killers who shot him and robbed the bank. As we rejoin him, he's nearly reached the top. I wish it wasn't the fourth floor. I don't feel as ambitious as I did. Well, that's a break. Only one apartment on the street side. And there's some one home, judging by the light under the door. Huh? Here goes. Well, what do you want? I'm investigating the bank holdup across the street this afternoon. Bank holdup? Yes. You knew the bank was held up, didn't you? Yeah, I heard. I was out working at the time. What do you want to get in here for? I want to look out of your windows. 
case like this. We have a witness who says he saw the whole thing from the window next door on this level. He's a cranky old guy with a reputation for stretching the truth, so I want to check up on him. I'd like to look from your windows and see if he really could have seen what he said he did. Sounds nutty to me. Why don't you look out of his windows? I did, and I still can't be sure. So I want to check all the windows on this floor. There ain't no use in... Well, okay, come on in. Thanks. I won't be long. Mind if I put this window shade up? Suit yourself. I can't see much from here. I'll try the other window. Hmm. Can't see anything from here either. I guess the old guy was dreaming. Couldn't see the bank at all with an armored car standing in front of it. You're satisfied now? So far, yes. Okay to look at the other room, too? Yeah, I guess so. My wife's in there. I'll see if she's dressed. Certainly no broken windows in this room. And none of them been repaired either. Somebody coming in, Mary. You dressed? Yes, dear. Okay, copper, you can go in. Thanks. Sorry to bother you, lady. I won't be but a minute. Okay, take your time. No broken windows here either. Penny must have made a mistake in the window. How about it, copper? Oh, I guess the old guy must have... Hey, do you have any children in the house? No. No kids? Why? Oh, just saw a marble here on the floor and wondered. And he said he shot a marble through the window. Well, come on. If you've seen all you want, you better... Just a minute. Just a minute. I want to take another look at this window. Get your hands up, flatfoot. Make it snappy. I don't see what... Oh, you don't, huh? You come up here looking for a broken window, didn't you? And when you didn't find none, you go around poking your fingers in the putty. Well, really, now... Don't try to kid me. I've been watching you. So you found the window with a soft putty where we put the new pane of glass in. Well, it won't do you no good now. All right, Slug, I'll take over now. Why, Jake Larner. So you're Slug's wife. Yeah. Well, I'd never have known you in that woman's outfit. Pretty clever. A lot cleverer than you, copper. You come right up here just begging for it, didn't you? I thought we'd give it to you for keeps out in front of the bank this afternoon, but I'm glad now we didn't. This is going to be more fun. We can make it last longer. Burn him down, No, slug. Shooting's too quick. I got a better plan for this dumb punk than that. Go right ahead, gentlemen. Don't mind me. But do you mind if I put my arms down? Get his gun, slug. Sure, Jake. Quite a surprise to find us here, copper, ain't it? Never figured we'd hide out right here alongside the bank, did you? And dumb cops probably are searching all over the city, looking for where we went to. And all the time, we're right here. Hey, Jake, what? this guy's a regular arsenal. Three guns he's got. I don't care how many he's got. Take them all away from him. <laughs> hey, Jake, look at this. What? He's got three guns and a slingshot. Are you kidding? A cop carrying a slingshot around to keep the big bad robbers away. What a dumb mug he is. Oh, look now, Slug, don't take all the Flatfoot's weapons away. Where's your manners? Uh, leave him keep the slingshot. Why, sure. Here, Mr. Dick, I'll put it right back in your pocket where it came from. Maybe you'll save your life with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big joke, Jake. 
Look what Santa Claus brought us to play with, Pete. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Where'd he blow in from? Walked right up the stairs all by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Copper, did you ever have a lighted cigar butt jammed in your eye? That's just for a starter. Then we're going. Oh, no, you're not. Jake, look out. Get him, Slug. Give me that gun, Jake. Give me that or I'll twist your arm off. Get out of the way, Jake. You're going to give it to me. Ah, nice work, Slug. You knocked him cold. Oh, I'll fix him for this. He nearly broke my wrist. Shall I croak him now, Jake? No. Wait till we get ready to leave. Then we'll play games with him. Tie him up, but good. We'll get the stuff ready to move out when the boys bring the car tonight. Then we'll come back here and take care of him. Over on your face, Flatfoot. So I can get the ropes on you. Wouldn't he like to know that we got all that dough hidden in the empty warehouse right next door here? There's still a little hole through the wall of the apartment here, and we got a foolproof hideout. Yeah. You know, if he was only smart like Jake, I'd be afraid of him. But there ain't nobody as smart as Jake. There, copper. That takes care of you. Try and get out of them ropes. Hey, what'd you let the flat foot in here for anyway, Slug? Don't be dumb, Pete. If I hadn't, he'd have smelled something funny and come back again with a wagon. Oh, yeah. Anyways, how'd I know he was wise to the busted glass? You know, Jake, maybe you ain't so smart at that. Yeah? What's eating you? Well, you thought it was so smart to double back here with the cash and hide out right across the street from the bank and... First thing, a cop smells his way right up here. So what? Only one cop come, didn't he? And he ain't walking out of here, is he? Well, no, but... Who's he... running this business anyway? You are, Jake. Okay, okay. All right. Now, Pete, you and me are going back into the warehouse and fix up the stuff ready to leave. Slug, you stay here with the copper. Clean up the joint good. Fingerprints and any kind of junk that might leave a tip. Don't leave nothing. We'll be back when we've took care of the dough. Okay, Jake. I'll watch him. Oh, oh, fell into it right this time. I should have had somebody standing by just in case. (laughs) Whoever tied these ropes knew what he was doing. I'll never get out of these. Hands tied together, elbows tied tight to my body. I'll let, oh, oh, my head. Ooh. I wish I'd felt as happy as slug sounds. Hey, there's blood on my hands. The bullet hole on my neck must have opened up. The blood's made my hands slippery. Yes, I think I can get my hands loose. that. My elbow's tied up tight. Oh, if only I had some way to get word outside that I'm up here. I can't shout. Slug would hear me and bump me off quick. Oh, if only I had a gun, I could... Ah, but Slug took them. Only I had... Ah! I do have one weapon left. Penny slingshot. 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 Yes. Shoot something into the street through the window. Somebody might find it. Shoot something. Shoot something. What? Shoot what? Shoot what? My badge. My badge. My honorary police badge. Oh, only I can get it out of my pocket. Only I can reach it. 
Never have had much use for that badge, but I certainly need it now. Oh, I can't get it in the pocket. Well, I tear it open. There. Ah, got it. Now for the slingshot. The outside pocket. There we are. Now, if I can stretch my arms far enough apart to shoot this badge through the window, I can... What's that? What the... Hey, copper, what are you trying to... The guy's still out cold. He couldn't have done nothing. But somebody broke that window. Maybe the dick's only faking. Maybe he ain't really out. Let me take a look. Gosh. Here you go, Slug. Hey, Oh, what a break. He's out cold. I thought he wasn't coming close enough so I could grab his legs, but he did. Ah, Lady Luck must be on my side today. Just luck his head hit in the radiator that way. Now, if I can wriggle over there and get his gun. Just a little more. Jake will be back any minute. I've got to get that gun before... under the bed before Jake gets here. <sighs> so far, so good. Lady Luck, stay with me. Slug, what happened? Slug, Slug! Hey, look, Jake, the cop is gone. And Slug's out cold. I thought I told you guys to tie that flat foot up so he couldn't move. We did, Jake. Yeah, it looks like you did. Come on, maybe we can catch him outside before he gets away. Yeah. Hey, Jake, Jake, look, the door's still locked what? here. The dick couldn't have got out this way. Well, he didn't get out the way we come in. He must still be here. Look under the... Up with your hands, both of you. Why, quick. you... He's got a gun. Get him up, I said. I'm not fooling. That's just a warning. I said I'm not fooling. Now drop your guns on the floor. Both of you. We, we better do it, Jake. He means business. You bet I do. Drop those guns fast. Okay, you win. For now. Drop the other one, Jake. I know you have two of them. Good. Now, Pete, slowly and easily. Kick the guns over toward me. Now, now stay where you are. Now, kick those guns over. That's better. Now what? Want us to untie you? No, I want you to stay right there. And I'll stay right here. It's all right, Jake. He can't last long now. All we got to do is wait here till he falls over. He's lost so much blood now, he can't hardly sit up. Sure. How long you think you're going to hold out, copper? Long enough to see you three thugs in jail. I bet that don't nobody know you're up here. Now, how do you expect to be rescued? I sent a messenger out the window to tell my friends I'm here waiting for them. Hey, look, Jake, the window is busted. So what? This flat foot will be out cold long before anybody comes up here. Unless it's the boys with a car come to take us out of here. You, uh... Think you can last that long, copper? Yeah, you'll never be able to hold that gun on us for another two hours. You might as well give up now, copper. Think so? I want to take you three mugs in so bad, I'll... I'll wait all night. If I have to. back. I can see you. Don't you try any funny business with me. Yeah, he's almost gone, Jake. Yeah. Another couple of minutes and he'll be out like a light. Yeah. As soon as he drops that gun, we'll rush him. 
I don't know how he lasted this long. Stay right there. Stay there, both of you. I can wait. Just as long as... As long as... Now. He's gone. Come on. Oh, everything. You get their hands up, you bastard. Oh, Nick. Oh, Nick. hello, Patsy. Riley. What's going on here, Nick? These are the thugs that stuck up the bank. Oh. Money's in the warehouse next door. You're a wonder, Nick. Take care of these fellas, Sergeant. Send a couple of men to get the money out of the warehouse, like Nick says. Oh, Nick, I've been so afraid for you. Did they hurt you? Oh, I'm, I'm all right, Patsy. Just a little, a little tired. Ah, she's a great girl, that Patsy. When she left you, she phoned me and told me what you were trying to do, Nick. So I got some of the men together and came as quick as I could. And we got a flat tire or we'd have been here sooner. And look, here's your badge, Nick. A little bent, but as good as new. (laughs) Thanks, Riley. Lucky you found it. (laughs) It wasn't me that found it. It was Patsy herself here. You found it, Patsy? Yes, Nick. Then Riley spotted the broken window and we came up. But don't ever let me hear you say again that I'm not observant. Maybe I don't know how many steps there are in front of my house. But when it comes to things that count, I can see them. How about next week's adventure, Nick? Got something exciting coming up? I certainly have, Ken. If you'll take a transcontinental train stalled high in the mountains in a raging blizzard... And mix it with the murder of an opera singer and her maid. And add the theft of $150,000 worth of jewels from the said opera singer. And a snow slide down the mountain right where the train is stalled. And you have the puzzle and crime that I was up against. Sounds pretty complicated to me, Nick. How'd you find the solution? Well, the solution depended on two things. A broken bottle of perfume and a chow dog that was lost in the snow. You certainly make it sound attractive. Did it work out okay? You should ask that, knowing Nick. Sorry. What do you call the story? I call it Murder on Mad Mountain. Or the mystery of the opera singer's dog. So long for now. So long, everybody. And so long to you, Nick and Patsy. We'll be looking forward to seeing you again next week. Next week, at the same time, listen to another curious experience of Nick Carter, master detective, entitled Murder on Mad Mountain. Or Nick Carter and the mystery of the opera singer's dog. Nick Carter, Master Detective, is a copyright feature of Street and Smith Publications, Incorporated. It is presented at this same time and over these same stations by the three great Linux home brighteners. Linux Clear Gloss, Linux Cream Polish, and Linux Self-Polishing Wax. Created by Acme, America's great producer of Acme quality paints. In the Nick Carter Adventures, Lon Clark is starred as Nick. Helen Choate is featured as Patsy. Original music is played by Lou White. The programs are written and directed by Jock McGregor. This is Ken Powell saying goodbye for thousands of Linux dealers all over America. This is Mutual. That's the case closed for this week. I hope you enjoyed our stories this time. You can find more from the Crime Club, Nick Carter, Master Detective, Case Closed, and everything else Relic Radio at the website, relicradio.com. You'll also find our Shoutcast stream there with even more old-time radio. And if you'd like to help support it all, you can click on a donate button on that site as well. Your support makes all of this happen. Thanks to those who have helped out. 
Thanks for joining me this week. I'll be back next Wednesday with another hour of Case Closed.